So I was just thinking about something. You ever been around anyone who, like, they they magnify your your flaws or they magnify your mishaps or they magnify the things in your life that you're trying to work on so that you can become a better person. Um, The reason why it's really important for us to be careful who we allow in our space, in our hearts, even in our bodies, in our minds, is because you never know who's jealous or who has evil intent or who will put you down and just want to put you down. Um, People who put other people down are really already down themselves. There's something about you that even in the midst of your flaws and the things that you're trying to change and do better in, there's something about you that they still admire. And wherever they admire you at is some is in an area where they're not so high up at. Two things. Two things can happen in this instance, right? If you're in a relationship or friendship or whatever ship that you're on <laughs> with anyone and they see, let's just use this as an example because I think an example is going to be more beneficiary. Say you are a person, and by the way, disclaimer, I am not talking about myself. I'm talking about my experiences, but I'm not talking about myself when I'm when I'm using this example. Okay, so say you're dealing with cussing. Say you have a cussing tongue. You're just, and you know, and you're with a guy and the guy is like, look, I don't like that you're cussing so much. Like, that doesn't fit you or whatever. So you'd be like, you know what? I do need to change that. I need to change that about myself because I don't even like that I do that. You know what I'm saying? I got to change that. So say you're with the guy and you're trying to stop cussing, like, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, after a while of talking and you're, you're doing pretty good. You're going good for a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're, you're doing your best, you know? And all of a sudden, you kind of slip up. And you'd be like, you know, bloop, bloop. And then, oops, oh, oops, I'm sorry, excuse me. Now, it's one of two things. If that guy looks at you and be like, you know, angry, mad, put you down, make you feel like the scum of the earth because you slipped up at something that you've been working on and, and doing pretty good, you know what I'm saying, for a couple of days, a couple of weeks or whatever. All right. <laughs> I don't think that's a necessary response. I think that when you catch yourself, when you catch yourself, that's an indication that you're aware of yourself. Like you're aware that that's something that you're trying to work on. You're trying to change. You caught yourself. Oops, um, I'm sorry. You corrected yourself. That does not require a person to take that moment to put their foot on you, push you further down. Because nine times out of 10, you probably feel pretty bad anyway that you slipped up in the first place, you know? And you don't need that kind of energy. Like you need a type of energy that when that happens, let me case in point a better response. Say you did cuss, oops, oh, I'm sorry, right? 
oh, okay, okay, well, you know, yeah, you caught yourself this time. All right. And then life just goes on from there. You know what I mean? It's not, it ain't going to be no stop, pause, deep talk, deep thoughts, pushing you down, calling you this, saying you that. Yeah, that's what you do. Uh-huh. You this, you that, you that, you that. It ain't none of, all of this, none of that. Because you caught yourself. There's something called pardoning. There's something called uh, forgiving. There's something called, you know, letting that moment be what it was. At least she corrected herself. Okay. You know, versus automatically throwing stones at her or giving her a deafening silence that makes her feel uncomfortable that she's in your presence and she's just done something so wrong like come on people (laughs) the bible (laughs) is a good resource for letting us understand that our dump does not smell so sweet and so we can't sit there and frown up at another person's dump when our dump smells just as bad we all fall short of his glory. And that's the reason for us having to pardon one another. You know what I mean? Especially people who are trying their hardest to turn over a new leaf. So I said all that to say this. When it comes in my own life, I've dealt with, I'm going to say a person, because I don't think I ever dealt with anybody else other than a specific person that if I did something, Um, that I was working on and within myself, whether they knew it or not, they would come down so hard on me. They would be so critical. It got to a point where I started to feel shame. Like whenever I did something, it was shame. Or whenever I slipped up, it was shame. See, there's a certain level of perfectionism that people expect. Some people see you as perfect. They see you as a perfect person. You're so perfect. You know, based on how you carry yourself, it doesn't mean you see yourself as a perfect person, but some people see you as perfect. You could be the perfect woman. You could be the perfect friend. You could be the perfect employee. It doesn't matter. You just have this thing about you where you're just hitting all the goals. So they will magnify your flaws. They will magnify your mistakes. They will magnify your terrible moments. They will magnify the things in you that aren't so good, which really could just very well be moments to project onto you that you're not that perfect. Most of the time, when that happens, it's out of jealousy. It's a jealous spirit. And the reason why is because if I'm jealous of a person and I think in my mind that they're perfect, if I think they're a perfect uh, friend, a perfect, they just hit everything on my list. It's just so perfect. But in my mind, I'm like, but it's got to be something about that person that ain't all. That mean, it don't necessarily mean that it's too good to be true because sometimes people that come into your life can't just genuinely be a person that just checks all of the boxes in what you're looking for or majority of it, at least the 80-20 rule, you know? And if I'm trying to find something wrong, I'm going to find it because we're all actually flawed beings. I'm going to find it. But if I find it or I notice it and I magnify it, then my purpose or intention um, would be to bring a person down. Let me tell you the correct response. The correct response when somebody has done something uh, wrong or said something wrong or that you notice they're maybe working on certain things within themselves or whatever the case may be, there's a gentle correction that you can that you can 
uh, tell that person. But a lot of times the harsher corrections only come when they're not listening, when they're not paying attention and they're just doing what they want to do and not paying any attention. But who are we to harshly correct anyone? <laughs> Unless we're led by the Holy Spirit to do this. At the end of the day, we have to be gentle with one another. See, in my experience, a lot of people expect gentleness. They expect gentleness, softness, quietness, and meekness. But they don't themselves display it. They come off as hypocrites who want everything around them to fold in their direction. But yet, they don't fold in that no one else's direction. That's not how it works. I just want anyone out there who is currently working on things within themselves, whether it's, you know, losing weight, working on how you, you know, how you present yourself, remarketing who you are as a person, um, changing your thought process, transforming your mind, you know, changing how you are overall for your embedment. I want you to understand that it's really, really important that if you're going to be around people during that season or those seasons of your life, that it's important that you surround yourself around people who are going to encourage you in the right direction. Yes, they can offer a certain level of constructive criticism, but just make sure you weigh it in the spirit as to what is constructive and what is critical. Because at the end of the day, constructive criticism will have you to change your mind in a way that helps you to construct what you are building within yourself. But if it's just criticism, that critique is something to tear down your spirit and cause you to become harmed in your emotions and therefore forfeiting at some point what you're working on altogether if you really do care about the person who is being the most critical in your life. So it's important to surround yourself with people who are going to be constructive, who are going to be um, nurturing and caring of what you're doing. If you are around people who are going to put you down as you're transitioning make you feel like you're less than or not good enough or make you feel shameful or they feel like they just have to put their foot on you to have a step up in life and you don't need to be around people like that you know you don't need to be around people who are gonna just kill you <laughs> in your mind in your thoughts in your emotions in your soul you don't need people that's gonna shoot holes in your soul you see even Jesus doesn't shoot holes in your soul. Like God is not even doing that to you. But the enemy, the devil, he will because he doesn't want you to reach your goal. He doesn't want you to become a better person. He doesn't want you to grow. He doesn't want you to know these things about yourself and how you can become a better person. People who are in it with you, they go through things with you and see you through to the other side. Oftentimes, people will be so critical of you that they'll like throw you out or, you know, emotionally disconnect from you. Not really understanding that seven days later, eight days later, God is bringing about breakthroughs, changes and turnarounds. But they'll never be able to see those breakthroughs, changes and turnarounds because they decide that you're not worth it. So you have to really, I believe 
personally, in my own opinion, that in those moments in your life when you're trying to be better, do better, get to a better position, be in a better place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, heal. All of this is a part of healing. Um, You know, reach your goals. It's really important at that time that you have a lot of me time, a lot of self time, a lot of time with you and the Lord, because you already know that the creator of you already knows what plans he has for you. He knows where he wants you to go and it's all good. He wants good things to happen. He knows that bad things sometimes happen to shape you, but for the most part, all things are working together for your good. Okay, so it's good to kind of be to yourself because then you don't have all these negative energies, negative people, negative spirits, negative whatevers in your ear, putting you down. But if you do happen to be blessed to have the right friendships and the right relationships around you that want to see you win, they want to see you glow, they want to see you be the best person that you can be. And you can always tell that because what they do, they do it in love and they don't have to tell you they're saying it in love. They do it in love and they don't have to tell you that their actions are in love because whatever is done in love does not have to necessarily pronounce itself. You can feel it off of what they're putting in the atmosphere. If somebody wants you to be better, they're going to offer better solutions to you. They're going to offer love to you. They're going to be supportive of you. They're going to see you through. But somebody who is just being critical, mean, callous, calculated, plotting, they're not for you. They just want to put you, pull you down to their level. They want to pull you down to where they are because apparently, even in the midst of your flaws, in the midst of your mistakes, in the midst of the moments that you've had with those particular individuals or an individual, even in the midst of all of that, you're still 80% in their eyes. Perfect. (laughs) And that's the reason why... They magnify the things in you that might not be so perfect. You will overcome the things that you're dealing with in your life. If you have a cussing tongue, go to God, pray, Lord, take this from me. And yeah, he will take it from you. (laughs) You know, if you have, you know, certain ways that you may have grown up a certain way and, okay, you want to kind of make those changes and you're, you're trying to change that about yourself. Well, a person who's for you, a person who is for you is not going to magnify and criticize those parts of you that can absolutely change that 20%. They're not going to shun you or ignore you or throw you out or treat you like you're nothing (laughs) or you don't exist or you're not worthy, or you're not enough because of those things. The people and the person who is for you, they're gonna see you through those things. They're gonna help you along the way with those things. Oftentimes, when we really think that we have a friend, and we really think we have a, a, a relationship or with someone, we oftentimes take more from them than they would take from us. We take their attitudes, we take their flaws, we take their moments, 
and we are more pardoning of the things that they do. We are more pardoning of the things that that happen to us from them. We pardon them because of our hearts. But let me talk to my big hearted brothers and sisters. There are there's a time for everything under the sun. But in the at the end of the day, a lot of times you got to treat people the way that they want to be treated. In other words, the Bible says we're supposed to treat people the way we want to be treated, right? That don't mean let people be critical, mean and nasty towards you. What that means is that if a person is gonna, you know, if a, if a person's in need, let's just say, and you know that if you had five dollars, you needed five dollars, you would give somebody five dollars. Okay, well then be a person that give another person five dollars, no problem. But at the end of the day, if a person is being nasty, mean, and rude to you, you can still keep your dignity and keep your and keep your distance. Still love them from a distance, but don't be so kind and sweet to people who are mean and nasty and disgusting. God ain't telling us to be a doormat. He's not telling us to lay ourselves down before people so that they can wipe their muddy feet off on us or pour out their all their emotions on us or whatever the case may be to bring us and drag us down and deplete us of all our energy. That's not what God is saying. Man. If you're a person who's encouraging, loving, giving, nurturing, kind, caring, well, you got to find people to match that. <laughs> if you go out here and you make friendships and relationships with people who are critical, mean, nasty, they have a way about them that seems like they're walking in the light, but they're really walking in darkness. They got three sides to them. They schizophrenic. They bipolar. They up and down and all around town and, you know, <laughs> in and out and up and all this stuff. You, I mean, that's not that's not a match. A match. That's an unequal yoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> You want to find friendships and relationships with people who can match who you are as a person so that as you are growing, you can grow. See, oftentimes when people are a match for one another, when you see somebody trying to reach a goal in their life, when you see somebody that, you know, you know you're, you're oftentimes a, a person who matches your energy is your bridge. They're your bridge. They're your ladder. They're your running partner. They're with you. And they see you through. They see you through. And um, those are people who are for you. But I will tell you this. Um, sometimes you can have people that's for you. That will love to see you through. But you might push them away. If you push them away. Um, you know. You don't respect them. you critical of them. Put them down. Jealous calculating, um, angry all the time, trying to hurt people. Well, you can't expect that person to always be there for you to continue to do those things to them. They're going to leave. <laughs> At some point, they're going to get tired of being mistreated, mishandled, criticized, put down. You're not being the ladder. You're being more like a rope, you're, <laughs> you know, um, that's dangling from a distance. You know, um, this is what I could do to help you, but I won't. Um, you know, these are people who are really jealous, envious, mean, nasty, and they have terrible intentions. It's really important for us as we are growing and healing and moving forward in our lives that we check our friendships and check the people who say that they're for us because oftentimes 
they're not really that for us. They could be against us. They could really just think that you're such a perfect person or that they want to try to pull you down. Um, they can see that you're glowing and they want to come and throw some darkness at you so that you don't glow. They want to um, string you along so they can drag you and, and kill you in some area of your life. They can see that you're confident and they think your confidence is, is something that they lack technically because they're insecure. So they try to, um, you know, magnify the things they feel will be a good um, thing in you to be insecure about, regardless of whether you're insecure or not. They often um, could even project things on you that are really things that they have within themselves. It's important, absolutely important to stay away and stay clear from people like, don't mean you don't have to love those kind of people, but you do have to love them from a distance in order for you to get and reach your goals in life. You are a flawed individual, <laughs> but to some people you are just you just hit and you just check every box and it can make them envious because you check more boxes than they check and this could be a man to a woman a woman to a man a woman to a woman or a man to a man doesn't matter so as you guys are growing learning and becoming better greater and healing in the areas of your life just watch your company pay attention led by the spirit you don't need anyone in your life that's going to bring you down put you down criticize you snatch you from where you're going you need people in your life that's going to motivate you support you be there for you see you through stand with you walk with you and not allow the relationship that you guys have to become one-sided because a person cannot really walk well on one leg. Two are better than one. The Bible says that. For when one falls, the other one can catch them. But I want you to pay attention to this also. If you really are two, it is going to be evident that two are in actual existence because when one actually falls, the other one actually catches them. So do you want to know whether or not you actually have a real relationship with anybody? Whether it's a friendship, a relationship, or whatever ship. You're going to know. Because when you fall, they're going to catch you. God will oftentimes show you who's really in your corner. Because he'll allow for you to be in a situation sometimes that's very temporary. That make it look like you're about to fall. <laughs> and he will show you just who is going to catch you. And who's going to let you fall. Jesus isn't going to let you fall though. He has his hand right there. Because he's going to be the one to catch you. He's going to be the one to sustain you and lift you up. But he just needs you to see who's really on your side. And once, it's, it's just a strange thing. I've, I've known this in my own life. Once he shows you who will leave you hanging, God shows up in a matter of moments and pulls you straight out of that same situation that he allowed you to be in so that you can clearly see who would let you fall. Because he wanted you to know 
who was really in your corner and who was not. Who was for you and who was not. What the intentionality of a person is and what their intentionalities are not. God has his ways of showing you things. <laughs> but will you pay attention? Will you pay attention? It's just strange, though, how he does what he does. But a lot of times, that's the very same thing that becomes the alarm clock in your mind that wakes you up from the from thinking and seeing things in a way that, that's not true. People will come with all kinds of lies and disguises when they're envious. Sometimes they'll come in all kinds of shapes and forms. They'll come as lights. They'll come as people who want to offer a hug or a smile or tell you they love you, tell you all the things you want to hear. But the truth is that heart is the thing that God is always reading, checking, and watching. And when it's somebody who don't mean you any good at all, oh, trust and believe. One way or the other, he's going to get through to his son or his daughter who's truly for him and who's truly not. And in my case... He allowed me to go through a situation, very temporary. And as soon as he showed me that my friendship, that that person was not for me because they would let me fall, because they would let me fall flat on my face and walk away and not even check on me to say, you know, how can I be there for you? Nothing. They just disappeared in the midst of what I was going through. And you know, the funny thing is, it wasn't even the first time that they had done that. But God had to show me and remind me so that he could let me know, hey, this person is not your friend. This person does not love you. This person does is not your, you're not in a real relationship right now. You're in a situation that's meant to bring you down. Because if I aligned you with anyone, they're going to see to it that you're brought up. Even if it's just to give you an encouraging word to be there for you, to hold your hand, to make sure that your your health is okay, to make sure that you have somewhere to sit at their table. Mm-mm. You don't have that. Don't walk around believing the lie that you have something when you don't have it. See, God won't let you sit there and believe a lie he'll show you exactly what the truth is the spirit of truth which is the holy spirit will always reveal the truth to you so as painful as that was or could have been and a lot of times it's not as painful because you already know god is just reminding you but if you just found out it could be a little painful but it's necessary because that pain drives you into it drives you into the right place that you need to be in your life to be a better person. So, <sighs> I have made it to my destination, but I just wanted to let y'all know that, you know, things happen in life, you know. Things happen all the time in life. But how you handle it and what you do with it, it really matters a lot. You got to be able to navigate your life in such a way that you know what's for you and what's not. Anyway, I have got to go. But until next time, I will speak to you again.
with some more encouraging words. I love you. You guys have an awesome day. Bye-bye.